1: Welcome, everyone. This is Scaling Up Services. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Elisa Gelbert. She is founder and president of Point Road Group We're going to talk to her a little bit about personal branding, how to really create a presence both in person, and we're going to certainly talk about online as well, to really drive your career, drive your presence, drive your business. I think this is really important for service-based companies just because so much of how we create value and create reputation in the market is through the presence we have, not just the content we write, but how we present it. And so this whole idea of personal branding, executive presence, all these things are really important for service-based companies to really figure out how to get right. And communicate the right message, so they're picking up the right clients, and it's a great way to grow on scale. So, with that, Alisa, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you, and boy, you are so on the money about how critical it is for both individuals and businesses as they're scaling.
1: Yeah, it's um, and it's something so many people get wrong, <laughs> you know, that or, or is true. just don't don't <laughs> don't take it seriously, or don't have a strategy around it. I guess I should say because a, a lot of people get it right, but oftentimes it's a little. Not quite strategic, maybe not consistent, and I think taking the time to really kind of figure it out, decide what is that presence you want to have, what is that brand you want to create is going to be is going to be important, right? And these these are important decisions. Tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get into this type of work, working with folks on personal branding presence? What was the story? Did you? I'm assuming in kindergarten, you didn't. The teacher didn't ask you what you wanted to be, and you <laughs> said a personal branding expert. What was? How did you get from there to to what you're doing today?
0: So I don't even know what I wanted to be when I was in <laughs> kindergarten. Housekeeping. He is at. I don't know if that's an indication. I kind of consider myself the accidental entrepreneur. I never had any intention of having my own business. I My background is strategic marketing and branding, have an MBA in marketing. I went into sports marketing, which was my dream after business school, and never thought that I'd end up here, you know, where I am today. What happened was, is throughout, as I worked for other organizations, other sports, and then afterwards, I was always involved in hiring and building teams and people would ask me for hiring advice and I was kind of an unofficial sort of internal consultant within the organizations that I was a part of. Oh, you know, I'm looking to hire so-and-so, you know, any advice. And then at the same time, I've always been, I hate to use the phrase, a connector, and, you know, some people would always come to me for career advice, and I would say, oh, you're interested in this, you should go talk to so-and-so, or, you know, I'd really like to get in more to doing X in my company, and then I would just, you know, introduce them or have suggestions more on the branding side of things, and I didn't realize I was doing that. It was just fun. You know, it was just a fun part of what I was doing, and it just continued throughout as I developed in my career, and people would continue to ask me for advice. And then all of a sudden, people I didn't know would start asking me for advice. And I said, you know, at that point, I was building marketing branding in a nonprofit organization. And I said, you know, I'll just hang out a shingle. Why not? Let's just see what happens. And I did. And all of a sudden, things started growing pretty quickly. Without my giving it any attention, what I realized was the approach, which is the foundation for the company today, is... It was using market strategic marketing and branding principles for companies, for products, you know, for brands and applying them to people and thinking with the same strategy, using the same foundational concepts of okay, what's the goal? Who are you targeting? What's the messaging? Is the messaging consistent, et cetera, you know, all the basics. And that was different. And so the company started to grow and I got to a point in my career where I loved the organization I was with, but I could have nothing was really changing mm-hmm. I was going to just stay there and I was just ready to do something different and jumped yeah. into it and really gave it some love and attention and then it started to grow yeah. and we originally focused on just individual executives and then the corporate part of our business grew out of that.
1: And what was the corporate part? How did what was the distinction?
0: So the corporate piece is working with organizations and helping them make better impressions, brand impressions through their people. So yeah. helping their people as, you know, day-to-day representatives, we all represent our companies, make better impressions. And we have, you know, a variety of ways in which we do that with companies. And, you know, it's the same thing with individuals, whether they were looking for their next executive role or, or board seat or just stronger professional presence. You know, if they're leading a company and saying, OK, what are you looking to do? And let's be your partner and help you get there strategically and really make it well thought out versus just saying, you know, you know, at that point, actually, when we started personal brand was just kind of, you know, people started to use it, they didn't know what it meant. You know how you market yourself. You know was another way people would talk about it.
1: Yeah, it's an, It was interesting because that that was going to be my next question was what is the sort of history of this whole domain? I mean, uh, you know, in the 40s and 50s, did people think about personal brand? Did people hire personal brand consultants? Was this is is there a long tradition in this, or is this something that's really kind of a modern concept and a, and a modern kind of area of focus?
0: I think it's definitely a more modern concept. I think it wasn't really. Um, oh gosh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Peter's um, excellence uh, center of excellence. He started, he coined the, he coined the phrase, I think in the nineties, mid nineties. Interesting. And I'm I'm blanking on his name for a second, but um, you'll know who I'm talking about as soon as it comes to my mind. But you know, he used the word, but it didn't really come into vogue until even when I started, you know, my first company, it didn't, it was sort of just starting, but really people thought of how you market yourself. And I think with the advent of social media, And really, the growth of social media, that's when it really came more into play.
1: Yeah, just because there's more of a now an outlet or a platform to actually have a presence on, that's when all of a sudden the focus came or or the importance of really kind of figuring this out.
0: Exactly. And as networking grew, I think, you know, networking, what it is, let's call it even five years ago, is different than it was 10 years before that. And. You know, the types of networking groups and business networking groups, whether it's for business owners or leaders or salespeople, you know, whomever it is, it's really grown and changed. And I think as people really understood the value of networking, how you come across when you network became increasingly important.
1: Yeah, and what's included when we talk about this? Is this you know your haircut and your clothes? <laughs> is this like the words that you use, your vocabulary? I mean, where what do you kind of put into the domain or what is it that you look at or consider when you're looking at personal branding and branding strategy?
0: So it's certainly what you said, although, you know, that's one part of it. It is. So when we think of personal branding, we think of it as both your in-person presence and your online presence. So in person, how you communicate, how you introduce yourself, how you have conversations, how you lead, how you manage, how you interact with people. But also even the visual piece of it, like you said, you know, it really is how you dress, how you come across. Are you, you know, representing Your company, well, you know, your company brand, are you, you know, in your industry, you know, you have to street, we call it, you know, dressing strategically and, but also for your, for your level, if you, especially if you're representing your company. So it's in person like that, it's when you're speaking, it's when you're giving presentations, it's, you know, just some other things when it's online, it's your, not just your social media overall, but particularly your LinkedIn profile, how you engage on LinkedIn, how you communicate by email with people now, you know, how you in video meetings, how you come across on video, not just, you know, the basic lighting, but your entire video virtual presence. Those are just some of the things that are really, really important. And they all have to be consistent. So if someone were to meet you in person, do they get the same impression that they do when they see you online?
1: Yeah. And that consistency is seems, (laughs) uh, Hard to achieve at times. <laughs> I mean, oh, yes. I certainly have met people. And usually, it's funny, usually it's I will sort of be introduced to them and I'll look them up online and I'll get this one impression and then I'll meet them, you know, in a video call or, you know, in person or something. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm curious. I'm surprised that's the same person. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> and that really. And that, you know, I guess sometimes it could work positively, but, you know, it's not a good thing when you're inconsistent. You know, that's kind of branding 101 is consistency. That's how you build that, you know, that reputation and that familiarity. And if you're different people in different places, how do I know which one's the right one? Yeah. You know, or the best one.
1: Which one I'm going to get the next time.
0: (laughs) Yeah and especially like you know when you're if you're representing your company and you're you know representing a team and the work that you do you know which one am I getting you don't yeah. you don't want the bait and switch type of thing either you know especially if you're in kind of sales and business development type of roles
1: Yeah and I'm curious When you're working with individuals, you know, executives of companies, how much of this is the kind of company brand? How much of that is their individual personal brand? Like, how do you kind of think of or balance or integrate these things?
0: Give me some insights. That's a really good question. And, of course, the answer is, and don't kill me, is it depends. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think, you know, a lot of it depends on company size, is the person, you know, is the person the founder of the company, then they have a different kind of tie to it. But they have to be no matter, you know, even if they are, um, you know, somebody who's a founder of a company, you have to be able to separate yourself a bit but you don't want to be completely different. You don't want to. Well, my company is this, you know, this kind of company, and my personal yeah. brand is totally different. You want to have alignment there, so it's not kind of where there's not disjointed. Where where we see um, often opportunities for executives to improve is when you have a whole team, and they each come across. You know, they have, of course, you have your own personality. You never, when we're talking personal branding, we're not saying you have to kind of fit into this box, but you also have to refer to your corporate brand in similar ways. And whether it's the strategic direction, if you're talking about company culture, and yes, everybody has different impressions and perspectives but you kind of have to be on the same page and we see often leadership teams where where they're not especially for growing companies but but you definitely want to have your own personality but you don't want to you don't ever want to have someone kind of wrinkle their face and go oh that person is just not representing our company right yeah
1: yeah and how uh, w- I'm curious in your process when you first start working with uh, a company mm-hmm. how do you I guess what's your process for kind of gathering data insight is it do you talk to the people in the company do you talk to their customers like what's how do you kind of sort through all the kind of pieces and figure out how to distill this down into something that is you know a playbook or something that people mm-hmm. can actually implement in terms of you know those those answering those questions yeah what do i wear how do i show up what's the right. what are the words that i use how do we speak about these things how does that process work
0: So we talk to you know the company first first we want to you know before we even start to sink our teeth in it's what is the goal why are we doing you know usually there's some kind of something in the back of their mind there's a reason for this Whether they're, you know, they're growing, they want to enter new markets, they're kind of reached the next stage of the business, they want to go for bigger clients, or they're looking for funding, or they're, you know, perhaps they're, you know, looking for a buyer, you know, where maybe there's something in the back of their mind, or they want to really add people, you know, there's some kind of lever usually that's going on, or maybe they've gone through a downsizing and now really need to kind of focus on, okay, how do we optimize who we are? So first, we want to understand with the company, you know, what are what are their goals? And then we want to partner with them to achieve those goals. So we're not coming in and just saying, you know, you should do this, this, and this. We want to we want to partner with them to understand how we could we can better help them get to the goals. And then yes, we talk to people. We do our own, you know, research on on many aspects of the company because again, you know, with, when you're talking about impressions. I want to get, I want to be just like I would be, let's say, a potential client of theirs. Uh, what kind of impressions am I getting by talking to people, whether it's virtually or in person? When I'm doing my kind of homework and due diligence on, on who the people are, who the players are. So we do a combination of our own research and we talk to people. Um, who we talk to in the company varies depending on the type of engagement, but it's always leadership. We always like to talk to HR. We like to talk to people also in different departments at different levels. So we're not just getting one view. That's really, really critical because if you only talk to leaders of a company, you're going to get one perspective. Mm-hmm. If you only talk to more developing staff and earlier stage man- managers, you're going to get another perspective. So we like to look across the board so we can get kind of a cross section of what's happening. And then we can better serve and, and provide, you know, better assistance for them.
1: Yeah. What what are some of the goals that you typically come across? I mean, why do people actually engage in this process and, and like what's the outcomes they're looking to achieve typically when you start working
0: with the company? So it's very, very typically it's kind of I guess it kind of falls into three areas. So one would be sales and business development. So how can your people get out there and make better impressions to develop the relationships or to grow existing relationships and ultimately, you know, drive, you know, close more business and drive revenue? That's a very big portion. Another is leadership teams, getting people um, to be better faces of the company and getting them on the same page to position them for what the next thing is. And it's, it's almost always growth, you know, in our experience, but we have worked in the various scenarios, but often, very often it's growth. And then it's people who are just kind of have more, we call it publicly facing account facing roles, where how they're out, how they're coming across to the public, quote, unquote. Yeah. You know, is more important because it will help them grow the business.
1: Yeah, yeah, Do and I'm assuming some of these folks actually, you know, end up being on media and, and things like that. And I mean, do you get that deep into kind of media training and
0: we, helping them with? We with that don't. Sort of? We partner with people who do when it comes to that. I mean, we can give very, very basic, but that's yeah, that's that's not our area of expertise. But it's more it's how they develop new relationships when they're meeting new people. A lot of it is when they're meeting new people. How do they go about doing that? Because what we find. Is that companies and and individuals don't realize the impressions that they're making, yeah. <laughs> and until you point it out, and they say, "Oh, oh, okay," and it's not, don't do this. It's here is how you can do it better. Yeah, and and build a better rapport, and maybe here are some habits that either you've developed, your teams developed, or it's part of company culture that maybe if you tweak it a little bit, it could be a lot better and more effective.
1: Any good examples of the, the things you see? Typically, or you know, things that came up with an engagement of what you were able to observe and how you helped to coach them to you know a different behavior, a different strategy, or a different approach.
0: Well, one thing I could tell you across the board in every engagement, I think that corporate engagement we've ever had, and I think I would probably venture to say. Maybe like almost every single individual engagement we've ever had is LinkedIn. People just drop the ball there. They are not representing themselves as best as they can or optimally through their LinkedIn profiles through how they connect and for those who are dipping their toe in or getting more involved in content engagement they're missing the mark there too that we see but especially through their profiles and how they begin to engage with people that is a hands down the biggest thing we've seen and that's for for many years already that hasn't changed I would think it would have by now, but it hasn't. So I guess that's good for us. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, and, and good for the people that actually do take the time and, and figure it out. Yeah. And what are you looking for when you are reviewing someone's digital presence? What, um, you know, are you looking for particular content? Is it tone? Is it imagery? All of the above?
0: It's, yeah, it is all of the above. It's visually, even down to, you know, your headshots that are on your company page or on your social media. Is that the right representation of you? And what you do and your company and maybe your industry, you know, is it, we just go from visual first and then, yeah, the content's critical. Are you, and it's always about thinking it's the same concept with when we're starting with a company and we say, you know, what are your goals? It's the same thing there. Even what are you trying to achieve, you know, as a professional, whether it's through corporate engagement or an individual, and let's make sure that your digital presence gets you there because you know, if it's not, if you're missing the mark, then that's where you're missing that opportunity to connect with people. And whether that's through actual content, let's say on your LinkedIn profile, whether that's your setup through it, whether a home office or you just work virtually anyway, you know, and In that situation, you know, how are you coming across to people virtually, you know, if, especially if you were a senior leader of a company, are you coming across that way? And, or or not, you know, so those are some, those are just some of the things, you know, we look at, we look how people communicate a lot, you know, in there, if they're people, people that give presentations, how are you coming across that way as well? Those are all ways. It's all about making the impression, connecting, and then going from there. So it's not about just a one-off impression, although sometimes that's important too, but it's also about what happens afterwards, after that initial impression. What is your follow-on? Let's say it's in your email communication. Are you the person oh. that you know someone always has to follow up with? Are your emails misinterpreted, or are you just, you know, you just have hundreds and hundreds, and you never get to them. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all do now, especially, but, you yeah. know, how do you manage that? And there's ways, if you know that's a weakness, there's ways to, to improve upon that. Yeah. So we look at it, you know, even down to, we, you know, one of the ways I like to describe it is, Big picture and down into the weeds, too, because everything matters with impressions with your brand. You don't know what the important thing is to someone. So that one chance, you may blow it. So, you know, we'd like to think of it as, you know, it's an ongoing thing. It's going to help you no matter what's going on. So look at big picture and get into the weeds, too.
1: Yeah, that kind of. uh, Unfortunately, we... We develop opinions at many levels using multiple levels of data or multiple pieces of data. So I imagine that, you know, creating an impression requires that same kind of yeah. kind of omni omnipresence approach. Absolutely. So let, let's talk about the, sort of the world we're in today. You know, we're recording this in August 2020. We we're several months into this pandemic, and obviously the—I mean, I guess maybe not so obviously—but I think mm-hmm. that you know the in-person meetings are severely curtailed, and everything is moved to these online platforms. I think there was a great statistic I saw the other day that one of the top-selling items in Walmart was women's tops. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just because, like, everyone's on Zoom calls, so everyone needs new top. No one needs bottoms these days. But you know, how is it? Change things. I mean, I you know, I I'm, video has been around for a while, and people were certainly doing video meetings and, and things. But you know, that it shifted so severely, so quickly. What have you noticed? How how have you kind of been working with folks? What do you recommend to folks now that we're in this kind of digital, virtual, video meeting world?
0: Yeah. So, well, I think a lot of things have obviously have changed. But you know, the first is you know how you do business, how you grow your business, and whether you're you know running a company or whether you're um, in a more sales and business development role. I think that's the biggest challenge: is how do you fill your pipeline if you had relied beforehand on a lot of in-person interaction, which so yep. many businesses have. And it, that really touches, you know, across so many different sectors. And that was, I think, the first challenge. You know, after the shock, you know, we're, you know, separate from that is, okay, how do you do that? And then how do you network and build relationships yeah. virtually? And I'll admit, you know, we've done, we had always done business virtually and in person. But I love the in-person part. That's my favorite part. But I was, I would do virtual but then I said, I can't have this negative, I can't have anything negative attached to virtual. I had to kind of coach myself, <laughs> mm. you know, early on to say, okay, this is it. And this is, yeah. you know, and once you kind of switch and say, okay, I'm not approaching it. Oh, I have to do this. It's all right. This is what I have to do. How can I do it better? And that for me is how, you know, kind of it, that the light bulb went on. And, and then I was able to figure out how to, better develop relationships and do. And that, that I think is a challenge that a lot of our clients have. How do you do that? How do you actually, and part, and part of that is, you know, looking at your virtual presence, you know, like the things we mentioned, even LinkedIn. Well, if I have a meeting with someone before the, before everything, I mean, I personally would, would look on LinkedIn, but now everybody's doing it. Yeah. So that's really important. How you network, how you do business, also how you manage your time, Right. Since if, mm-hmm. when you're working from home, whatever your setup is and whomever you're living with, or even if you're not living with okay. anybody, how do you manage your time? And that that line between work and non-work yeah, exactly. is very thin. It's very thin. And, very thin. <laughs> and I think i watched sort of like a roller coaster kind of where people would, you know, everybody's working 24 seven in the beginning. Then it was, OK, I've had enough. I don't want to work ever again. And then it's like, OK, I got to get back to reality. And And people really do go through that up and down and how you manage manage that. It's much harder to do that when you're not seeing people in person. And I think also virtual setups, you know, I mentioned that before, but that's something we really are seeing a lot of just in whether we're meeting with a client and not talking about their setup or, you know, and just, or, you know, just in my everyday professional life. And I know my colleagues see it too, is how people, how seriously are you taking your setup at home? And yes, things are more casual when you're home, but you're still a professional. You're still representing your company every day. And can you take an extra 10 minutes and, you know, maybe move some things around because you're going to come across so much better that way. And that could be the first impression someone has of you or, you know, and and you're building a relationship that way or trying to maintain one.
1: Yes. so yeah. I think or reestablish yeah, one in yes, the new world. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I think it's a lot harder to do it through a screen, but it but it, it takes more effort, but you can do it. Is it the same as in person? I still don't think so. Yeah. But uh, but there's you know, there's a lot of positives too from it, you know, where you can network with people a lot easier who are not mm-hmm. in your, you know, immediate geography.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is it's fascinating to see kind of the different strategies or, or given the platform. And what it does, and what it doesn't do, how you can kind of change your strategy in terms yeah. of who you connect with, how you connect with them. Um, I mean, obviously, we don't have any more commute times. So, so, <laughs> oh, you know, come on! Down the hallway
0: it. or down the yeah. stairs.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is interesting. And I've, I guess, personally, I've, I've seen it go both ways. I've certainly had, you know, lots of relationships that have been harder to maintain just because of, you know, they were very in-person relationships, and so it's harder to kind of find the reason to, you know, get on a Zoom call. But on the flip side, I think there's a lot of I've tried to convert a lot of my stuff to Zoom calls mm-hmm. uh, or video calls rather than and, you know, just audio calls just to create more visual connection on that stuff. And the other one, you mentioned this media, I think actually had a prospect tell me the other day one of the reasons they reached out to me because they loved my videos and hmm. I hadn't really thought about it too much before but you know I've always tried to shoot a lot of videos of various things but because I think because as they looked at different you know strategic coaches you know the websites and stuff that had just kind of flat art or kind of these very staged you know images versus you know videos of me actually doing things talking about some of my concepts things like that like I think it just creates a lot more engagement because you can't meet in person and so I think there's some really interesting kind of outcomes of some of this stuff in terms of strategy and how you compete. Yeah. Uh, and that's and a them. good
0: part of your personal brand too, that you're a yeah. personal and that reflects it. That's just yet another yeah. you know, channel for it.
1: Yeah. Exactly. What are some of the things people can do in terms of? Do you have a little like checklist for folks when it comes to setting up your virtual presence, whether it's you know the website, media, LinkedIn, or the actual video calls and things like that? What are you kind of? What are you focused on when you begin to work with somebody or you begin to assess someone's situation?
0: Well, I would say you know, hands down, LinkedIn. That's just the go-to. Yeah. If you have, if you're a leader of a company, you have bio on your website. That's important too. Like you said, you know, if there's videos out. If you're putting out video, you got to look at that. Not that many people are, but that's certainly since you mentioned it. I think that's critical. And when it comes to your setup, it's when you're looking at someone. Are they looking at? It's so I hate to say this because it's so basic, and there's so many. Articles and videos and webinars and events about all this stuff, but people are still not doing it. (laughs) And it's, is your camera at eye level? What kind of lighting do you have? What are they seeing behind you? Do they really need to see your kitchen? You know, can't they just see maybe a wall and a Mm -hmm. bookcase, something that's just a little bit more professional? What's the sound like? Those are some basic things that, and also, yeah, we're all busy. And for those of us running companies, running, leading teams, We're busy working with clients, but when you're on video, don't be obvious and look down at your phone or be doing your email or turning (laughs) your head at the other screen. It's just, it baffles my mind. Yeah, You know, don't do that. And if you really need to, there are ways to check your email while you're on video where you're not looking so obvious. Because if you're trying to build a relationship with someone and you're clearly not engaged, then why do they want to build a relationship with you or continue to do business with you? You know, think about it if you're sitting at a conference table or sitting across the desk from someone and someone has their head turned. That's not a way to have a conversation. So those are just some, you know, some of the very, very basics, even what you're, you know, even what you're wearing on video, that doesn't mean you have to, if you normally wear, let's say a suit and tie or, you know, or dress or blouse and skirt to the office that's your normal attire and you're on zoom, that doesn't mean you have to do that, but you can still look professional. So those are just some, you know, those are just some of the top line. What's what's your
1: take on uh, the virtual background? So I'm curious like don't like
0: i'm a fan depending on if it's just whether or not it's distracting depending on who you're with like my go-to virtual background is a step and repeat visual so that's um those are the logos of the company Mm -hmm. you know because i live in beard banding people know that (laughs) you know if you have something funny it depends if it's conversation i think the most important thing though about them is you know, when you're, how you come across, if you look pixelated, that's not good. If you're doing it for a quick effect for humor, that's fine. But then if you know that you're not going to come across well and strong, that you're not the background, but you, you go in and out, then I think it's not a good idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, The ones for me, it's about distraction. Like there's this this one, I, I can't remember who it is, but they always use the, uh, Northern Lights. And I find myself just kind of like, like meditating on the Northern Lights. <laughs> I'm not paying attention to what they're saying. Hey, look, there's a
0: shooting star. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I've seen some really good ones too. Some ones that they do a great job of incorporating. uh Like I have one guy who does, when he's speaking, he has different backgrounds for visual cues. So if he's oh. talking about a concept, he'll switch the background so that you can see, and then he'll use his finger and it's it's like he's a slide presentation, but it's his background.
0: Oh, that's very cool.
1: yeah. so it's a really interesting one so they can kind of introduce the concepts and stuff like that. So yeah I've seen, yeah, I think we're on the on the beginning of people getting super creative with kind of this virtual technology and how they can you know integrate it into communicating messages and content interesting. yeah, Elisa this has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you about the work that you do, what's the best way to get that information?
0: best way I would say is to go to our website, which is point Road group. Dot com and if someone would like to get in touch with me they can certainly uh, reach out to me by LinkedIn and it's just my name it's uh, linkedin.com I guess it's slash in slash elisa gelbard and happy to have any chat with anybody. about it. I could talk about this with you all day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will make sure the links are in the show notes so people can click through and, and oh, get thanks. that directly. I appreciate it. This, you know, I think this is a, such an under-considered aspect of you know how we show up, the impact we make, and unfortunately, you know, these are not. Sometimes these are not big changes. <laughs> they just they need to be made. So I really appreciate your time today and giving us the, the
0: hints. Oh, my pleasure. And people will really will see results. I can tell you that that when you. When you put it these things into practice, you see positive results. It's never anything negative, and it's never just things stay the same. Yeah, good. Well, thanks so much for having me, Bruce. This was great.
1: Thank you for taking the time today.
0: A pleasure. You've been listening to Scaling Up Services with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt.